For someone who's just discovered the podcast or if you want to spend the summer holidays revisiting the key things you need to know before buying your first home, these are the top 10 episodes that will get you up to speed the fastest. Welcome to Your First Home Buyer Guide, the podcast for first home buyers who want to get it right. I'm Megan and that was Veronica. We're both buyers agents and probably old enough to be your mums. But that's a good thing because between us, we've got over 40 years experience and we are going to share with you bucket loads of stories about avoidable mistakes. Together, we're going to make sure that you get unbiased and real information that you can rely on so you can get where you want to be without missing a step. Now, we've got loads of great tips for you in this episode. And if you'd like more useful tools, head over to the website, homebuyeracademy.com.au. There you'll find free checklists that you can download, a free mini course on how to price a property and our where to buy workshop for only $39. Priceless stuff, really. Bargain. But before we get into the interesting stuff in this week's episode, here's the boring bit, the disclaimer. You of course know that nothing in this podcast is to be taken as personal advice. We always recommend getting the advice of an expert in their field of expertise. Now we've done our very best to ensure that the content is correct at the time of recording, but things change. So check with the relevant government authority or your advisors to get the most up-to-date information. Today, we're giving you the quick start guide to this podcast, the 10 episodes that will get you up to speed the fastest. But before we get into that, uh, Megan, you've got a special house behind you in the video <laughs> this week. Is this yeah, your as, house? As regular listeners, viewers will know, I am renovating my home in Brisbane and this is week six. Massive milestone. This is the bottom slab going in. So it's a bit of a split level going down a slight slope on the hill. And this is the bottom slab going in. So it was meant to be a two-hour pour. It turned into eight and a half hours because COVID had taken so many of the concrete truck drivers out that instead of coming every half an hour for a two-hour time slot, they came every one and a half hours. So it just the poor concreters who were fantastic, tremendous attention to detail. We're just standing there twiddling their thumbs waiting for concrete trucks to come. So there is a little thing that can be completely outside of everybody's control. Uh, but anyway, they, to their credit, they stayed there until quarter past six on Monday night and they got that slab done. How exciting. It is. It's a massive milestone. Wow. And much tidier work site now. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> no, no more mud. <laughs> All right. And it's raining torrentially at the moment, so thank goodness that one went down. <laughs> Welcome to Brisbane. <laughs> it's the first day of summer today when we're recording this, Veronica. It's the first of December when we're recording this. goes live later. But it is 19, 18, 18 degrees. Oh, chilly. It's freezing. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a warm winter's day in I'm Sydney I'm going to have to Brisbane put a jacket today. on. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, buying any home, not just your first home, is a process, as we keep saying, and taking all the steps in the right order will actually make the difference between a successful outcome and or a stressful outcome or a stressful <laughs> experience. Experience, um, yeah. <laughs> so we're running through the top 10 episodes that we think you should listen to if you really want to come up to speed very quickly. Um, and the first on our top 10 list, there's no real order to this 10 either. It's not like we're going to give you number 10 first and then number one, yay. It's not a countdown. Yeah. <laughs> there is a real, there is a reason for number 10 being number 10, but this is not a countdown. So the first episode on our list is episode two, right? Which is the three most common first home buyer mistakes. And this was, this is really interesting, Veronica, because obviously episode two, second one we did, uh, yeah. but <laughs> it's actually one of the most viewed. So mm. it's actually one of the ones that most people go back to when they find us further down the journey. So it, it's one of the, the re, most revisited ones. And this is about avoiding the most common and most avoidable mistakes. And that's really what we're about, isn't it? It's not only mm. about educating you about what to do, but sharing with you the things that you need to avoid because you don't know what you don't know. And, and awareness raising is such a vital part to getting the process right. So those top three mistakes, Veronica, let's go through them one at a time. Getting advice from the wrong people. Now we're gonna we're not gonna labor these points because you need yeah. to go back and you listen, go and to, that listen episode. to the episode. <laughs> but oh my god, how easy is it to get advice from the wrong people in property because everyone's, everyone's got an opinion. Got an opinion. <laughs> so, and everybody thinks that their journey should be the same as yours or your journey should be the same as theirs. And they are looking for some sort of recognition that what they did was right, that external validation. So be really careful about that. The second top three mistake or common mistake is using grants without having the full picture. So letting grants, incentives, payments, whatever you want to call it, letting those be the things that guide your decision-making about which property to buy big mistake. We get that, you know, all that sort of free money dangling from the government is really tempting, but when it causes you to buy a poor asset, it could really shoot you in the foot in the long run. So that's why I definitely need to listen to that episode to know how to avoid that really common and very compelling trap. Yeah. Yep. Either buy the wrong asset Veronica, pay the wrong price mm. or not buy a good asset because it's outside the parameters of the of the grant. If you could afford one. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It's looking at, at it differently, which actually leads into the third um, common mistake, which is not having a long-term view. And we, we just had a, um, actually, if you refer back to episode. We actually, see, uh, don't go back in two episodes' time. In two episodes' time. We okay. interview... <laughs> We're doing, it's a mind bend this. Sometimes we interview out of order, but we're interviewing Sarah Meganson from Finder about cybersecurity. So come back in two weeks and listen to that one. But and her tip is around having a long-term view. Absolutely. Uh, and and she she t- talks very much about her journey and what she would have changed. So these two dovetail in really well together. Now, the second episode on our essentials list, if you're having a catch-up or having a good um, good time over summer, listening and arming yourself with information, is episode five, which is investing fundamentals. Now, even if you are not buying an investment property, you're buying a property to live in, as most first-time buyers do, your property will also fulfil a dual role as an investment. And what we mean by that is that 
your own home is an investment, especially because of the very favourable tax treatments in this country as well. And also knowing that your first property isn't likely to be your forever home, Mm. you want to make sure that you maximise the investment possibilities with it. And potentially you will keep it as an investment and rent it out in the future. But there's lots and lots of reasons why knowing the investment fundamentals that we take you through in this particular episode are so important. Yeah. And we talk about what makes investment grade versus investor stock. And they're two really different things. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be really alert when someone says to you, oh, this is good investor stock. Mm. It's very different to investment grade. Yep. Or why capital growth is more important than yield when you're looking at it from an investment point of view. So some of you are rent vesters. Some of you are thinking, this is my first property that I'm buying. I need to have an investment hat on when I'm thinking about this. And a lot of people talking about investments say, oh, you know, it's good because the rent covers the mortgage. That is not a good investment, right? It might be. Not but that in is, and of itself. No, that's yeah. the cherry on the cake. Like the good investment has to be a good investment. It, you know, the cash flow is separate to whether it's a good investment or not. Now, listen to the episode. You'll get more of that. We, yeah. talk, we talk about land value versus the improvements on the land. So it's, you know, what are you buying? What are you renting if you're going to rent it out? Um, but also that there is a secret to capital growth. Yes, and it's a beautiful secret. Oh, I love <laughs> it. The compounding nature Poetry. of capital growth. <laughs> the seven key fundamentals in assessing a property. And, you know, these are general fundamentals. There are area-specific and suburb-specific and property type-specific. So we don't go into, we're not going to go into the depth of that right now, but it's important to understand the mistakes people make when buying property for tax reasons. Just the same as tax. buying for a grant <laughs> to get a grant. Some people buy property so they can save tax, but it's um, it's a, it's a false econo- yes. economy. Yeah, because if you're claiming deductions along the way, it's going to hit you at the end when you sell it. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not free money in the bank. It, it's it might be decreasing your holding costs along the way, but it's probably not a good asset it, 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 if you think about it. Yeah. And then the costs when buying a home and hiring a property manager. We go into that and why it is good and what to look for and so forth. Now, our third essential episode is episode 11, the number one reason, sorry, the number one question asked by first home buyers, where to where buy? To buy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you've probably even heard it yourself when you're talking to your friends. Oh, where are you going to buy? What, where do you think where I should buy? I buy? Yeah, I've got my finance pre-approved. What, where will I buy? Where will I look? Investors and, ask and- it all the time too. First home buyers <laughs> yes. and investors. Yes. Investors looking for the the silver bullet. They're, yeah. they're looking for that quick answer to uh, where's the next hotspot? Yeah. Oh, hotspots. Oh, no. Um, Ugh. and you know, we we do in this episode, Veronica, we do hammer at home. It is an individual answer, and nobody can tell you the answer to that question. It's a process. It's yep. a process. And we talk about the three P's, which is price, the property itself, and the position. And it's so it's Remember those fidget spinners that kids are playing with some years back? It's almost like, anyway, it just, I was thinking of a fidget spinner. They love it. Are they? Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Okay. They never so went away. We're it's really. a fidget spinner of property buying. So with those three Ps, one of those Ps is going to compromise more than the other two, but the actual solution for you is individual to you, and there is a yeah. process to go through, and so that's what we cover in that episode. Yeah. Fourth episode on our list is episode 27, how to work out the right price to pay. Oh, my goodness. It is not... What is the list price take off 10%? Let me just put that or out there. What you know? is the guide price add 10%? Yeah. 
depending on where this, you are. Yeah, this is the most asked question that mortgage brokers tell us that they get asked. Like some once, people are asking a mortgage broker, what should I pay? And the worst thing is when the mortgage broker presses a button and prints out an AVM or an automated valuation model and gives you a piece of paper, a little booklet that says this is what it's worth. That is a terrible way to approach this, answering this question. There is a process, right? And what we do is take you through that process um, so that you can make your own mind up, make educated decisions on what you should pay. If you want to have a little bit of fun, do the free course, How mm. to Price a Property, and you'll see just how wildly those automated valuations can vary from yeah. one provider to another. It, it's it's quite astounding, actually. It and really you, is an eye-opener. You can get the free course on the website, which is literally going to the website and homebaracademy.com.au forward slash free course, and you can download it and learn all of that. But listen to the episode because that gives you a bit yeah, more Yeah, it'll give you some background that. as well. Yeah. Number five on our list is episode 34, how to research property for free. Woohoo! Everyone likes something for free. Something for free. Well, this podcast is free, isn't it? Even more stuff Absolutely. for free in this episode 34. In this episode, we give you a list of some of our favorite free sources of property data, but so you don't drown in information overload. This is the very important thing because there yeah. is so much out there, so much, but a lot of it is noise, a lot of it is confusing, and a lot of it is actually irrelevant. So what we do is let you know exactly what's valuable on each site because not everything in every site is valuable. We cherry pick it for you and let you know so you don't have to waste all that time. And how to dig down under it because as as we have found out over many, many years, you can find, you can get a statistic and you can support one argument and you can actually support the other side of that argument with the same set of statistics. How to so, lie with statistics. <laughs> you can lie with statistics. Yep, absolutely. it's a book written. It's called, that. that is the title. <laughs> <laughs> Number six on our list is episode forty. A, B, and C grade property, and it matters. It matters. It, you have to understand the difference between an A grade, a B grade, and a C grade property when you're going in and want to be a really smart switched-on purchaser. Learn this and you won't buy a lemon. Yeah. And nobody it, wants a lemon. Nobody wants a lemon. It's interesting. In, in a hot market, right, People compete for everything. They compete for shit. They compete for B and C grade properties, right? Yep. So when a hot market, you pay a premium, make sure it's only on A grade properties. So yes. you've got to listen to this episode and learn about that. But in a slow market, in a cold market, where there's less stock on the market, usually there's more B and C grade property than there is A grade property. So therefore, you need to learn how to identify it so you can you know, ignore all the other stuff that you should not be buying, the stuff that might be tempting because it's cheap and you focus on really A-grade property. So it's fundamental to capital growth learning these principles. Yep. Seventh in our quick start guide list. I hope you've been taking these down and writing notes. They'll all Episode be in the show notes. 41. Don't you worry. <laughs> Episode 41. The six things we wish we knew when we bought our first homes, and this was a fun one to do, Veronica, wasn't it? Because, man, did we make some mistakes back then. Yeah, and it's not even our first homes only, you know, second homes, yep. definitely, um, before we know what we know now. So, yes, learn from our mistakes before we knew, well, from when we didn't know any better, right, basically. <laughs> when we didn't know what we didn't know. <laughs> no, and now we do, and and but we're still learning, you know. I think that there's this is a wonderful thing, I guess, about property um industry you can never ever stop learning you never say you'd know everything we know a lot 
We know a lot. We got over what forty five years experience between the two of us. Um, we know heaps, but we're learning all the time. But these are the six things. We also that know we- what to look for when something doesn't smell right. It doesn't feel yeah. right. So you know, the gaps. I, I th- you know, and and then go. Mm, I need to talk to someone about that. Who is the right person to talk to? Yes, my so, is going off. Yeah, something's <laughs> going off. Doesn't feel right. So there are six things we learn after after the fact. <laughs> that we want to share with you. So you don't make these mistakes. Well, that's it. Knowing the process for buying property. Oh, my God. Right? Look, <laughs> the if basic I, one. You know, I'll, I tell the story in that episode, pretty certain I do anyway, Um, about my first offer on the property, first property yeah. that I bought where I made the offer and then did nothing because I had no idea what to do. So <laughs> we, and we, look, this is what we're all about. We're teaching you the process, but we both tell stories about this. Number two is knowing what to look for. That I mean, again, no what mistakes idea. do we make? I bought a deceased estate and didn't know what, like I could see a stump was falling out from underneath the house. It There, there was clear issues with this. But I didn't know other things that I needed to look for. I didn't know about flooding. I didn't know. There's a whole plethora of things that I didn't know. Now, admittedly, this was you know early days of internet. There wasn't a lot of information available online. But I think now is even more dangerous mm. because there is so much information online you can actually rely on the wrong stuff. Yeah, miss yeah. it. Miss the really important mm. stuff. Number three was knowing how to work out how to pay. And we just talked about that in the uh, last episode. But honestly, knowing how to work out what to pay rather than basing your 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 budget or basing w- what you're prepared to spend on a property on on things that actually have nothing to do with the property's value, but people do it all the time. And even <laughs> I in just my knocked business, a few thousand off the asking price. That was how I worked out what to pay. Yeah, you feel good about it. You know, even <laughs> in my business, when people come to me and say, like, I found this property, I'm really keen, I really want to buy it. Have you, you know, have you thought about what you want to pay? Oh, the bit sheepish. I've already made an offer. What do you mean you already made? Well, I did this. And how did you arrive at that price? And I've never had one person really give me a good answer. Yeah. Most, though, go a bit sheepish and go, oh, it's sort of nothing scientific, really. I just sort of added, I don't know, 10%. Anyway, you got to know what to pay and you got to know how yeah. to work it out. So number four, though, knowing no. what you shouldn't do with a renovator. This is one yeah. of um, Megan's clangers. I'm going to let you actually listen to that in the episode, but it's a cracker because subsequent purchases of that property have borne the brunt of my mistake and it has only just been fixed in about the last two years. And I did that in 1998. And you so, weren't the only person making the mistakes then, were you? So subsequent oh, buyers have also made mistakes, not realising that you'd properly. made mistakes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Knowing about uh, sales agents and reading between the lines. Now, That's this is such thing. an important thing because we well, property is not just about the bricks and mortar. It's actually about the people and the emotions and the relationships. And and knowing about those things and how to work with those things can actually really change the the outcome of the process for you and and the outcome of the negotiation and the purchase. Hundred percent. And also, when the reading between the lines is so important because it's really about what's really going on mm-hmm. as opposed to what looks on the surface like it's going on. And yeah. then the sixth thing that we wish we knew is knowing how to prepare to buy the next property. So, yeah. you know. I didn't have is, that plan in mind. No, neither did I, for God's yeah. sake. Oh, God. Anyway, listen to that episode. You'll love our stories. 
<laughs> Number eight in the list is episode 43. That's the stepping stone strategy. We've mentioned it a couple of I wish times. Wish I'd known that when I bought my first that house. Too. Well, that's that leads on really from that last yeah. point, doesn't it? It, it? We've mentioned it earlier on that your first home is unlikely to be your forever home. So you do need to make sure that it does a very good job of helping you climb the property ladder in the future. Yeah. And there's three different types of buyers. Three different strategies depending on what type of buyer you actually are. So there's there's a matrix there going on and it's important to know thyself. Know thyself. That's where it starts. You really know yourself, <laughs> where you're coming from, your strengths, your ambitions, you know, your your needs, all of those sorts of things. Your future. You are gonna make and then you can know which strategy works for you. And then you can focus in that direction rather than sort of hoping Wasting for the best. time. Yeah. Around. Number, Number nine, nine in the list is episode 59, which takes you step by step through the purchasing process. Yes. Yes. Oh my this God. The breakdown of the course. It is. We took a lot of time refining this, not just because, um, you know, for, for your first home buyer guide, but over the years that we've both been in, in our buyer's agency business, because it's really a, the process that we use in our business that we have broken down and put step by step for you to be able to use when you're buying a property. Uh, so I buy like the professionals buy, really. Yeah. Without the depth of experience, but you're getting some of the mistakes to avoid right up front. So let's go through the pay system. P, prepare, preparation. Why is it a must to have a support crew lined up? You know, Two, making sure that you have enough finance to make the purchase work. And three, creating a plan that is able to be implemented and will work. Absolutely. And then the A is for action. So that's searching and inspecting. And then the, the fun fifth, stuff. The fun stuff. But then the fifth step is revising and correcting what to do when your property plans don't necessarily go the way you'd hoped. And I think a lot of buyers who've been knocked out, knocked for six through interest mm. rate rises, for instance, revising and correcting is really important. But also not even if that's the situation, but when you've been out looking and then you realise you're looking for the wrong thing, you yeah, know, be open to exist. revising, mm. to making sure that you, you're getting, you know, you're moving in the right direction. So there's a, there's a way to look at that and, and yeah. a way to go about that to get you back on track and that's really yeah and just don't step. throw your hands up and go it's all too hard it's you know it's never it's never going to happen sometimes you just have to change something and it will happen c is for commitment and that is understanding in in the as you move through and pass the search and inspect and and you've revised and you you've got yourself back on the right plan the commitment is when you find that property so understanding the different methods of sale and why they're important and how they are different how you need to approach them differently Doing seven is doing your due diligence and that and that's part of your responsibility. Yes. It's no one else's responsibility to do due diligence. KVDM tool, let the buyer beware. So we take you through the sorts of things that you need to, to do. And then E, pace, the last letter is E for execution. So step eight is really understanding what you're about to sign. So we're talking about the contract here and it's different in every state and territory and how it's put together, the conditions in that contract, whether you should get advice on that contract. The answer is yes. Um, all of those, <laughs> hint, those hint. <laughs> elements to the, you know, to what you're committing to. So we've moved beyond commitment now. Now it's execution, execution. actually doing it, right? 
Um, nine is having the upper hand in the negotiation process. So really understanding, you know, back to understanding what to pay, what your walkaway price is, but also the conditions of sale once again, uh, and how to deal with agents um, and how to get your offer accepted or how to compete at auction, auction. all of those elements, mm. yes. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, step 10, settlement. Oh, oh my God. Then you're a mortgagee. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you can have nails in the wall and put your pictures up, paint the walls. You can have a pet. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all sorts of things. Well, yes, you can do all sorts of things. Number 10. So this is our final um, episode now, quick start guide to your property. Um, what is it? <laughs> I've forgotten your the name of our guide. your first home guy guide. The quick, the quick step, um, the quick starter guide is episode 73. And that is when should you do the course? Now, obviously, yes. we have a course that we would like you to buy, right? Let's just, you know, let's not mince words here. And the reason, right, we give you so much, much free advice on this podcast, and we love helping first home buyers, but really to get the most out of us and everything that we know, you need to learn how to do everything in the right order, what to do and when to do it. And that's what the course will teach you. Yeah. And and most of all, making sure you don't make the mistakes that other people have made along the way. It's it's really empowering, I think, Veronica. Um when should I do this? Where, how should I do that? You know, you don't go make an offer on a property and then get your finance, go and see a broker. But people do all the time. They do it all the time. Do you remember we had a student who um, said to us, you know, before I did this course, I realised I was doing step three, seven, four. He threw out all these different numbers after he'd done the course. And he said, and I didn't understand why I just kept getting mm. done. I just, I couldn't get the deal across the line because I was doing it all around the wrong way. And once he got those steps in the right order, he actually got the outcome. And I think that in, is incredibly valuable to know, you know, the big question on many people's minds is when should I do the course, right? Yeah. So you probably know that you need to do it. You know that you need to get independently educated by someone who isn't trying to shove a property down your throat. Mm. Um, and that's what you get when you go to seminars and and, and other things, whether there's no oh. ulterior motive. Oh, no. um, when should I start? When should I get my pre-approval? When should I start saving? Which order do I do these things do these but, things in. but also when should I do the course should I do the course when I've got my pre-approval do I have to wait that long or do I do I do the course when I start saving now there's some sort of leverage there's some you know um flexibility here right but in this episode we run through the pros and cons of educating yourself at different stages of your first home buyer journey but one thing is for sure, don't leave it too late. I mean, swatting over a weekend, as we've had some <laughs> students do, before they make an offer or go to auction, it might get you a result and it will definitely improve your result. There's no doubt about that. But you will have missed some critical steps if you leave the education piece until the last minute. So we yeah. we just... You do you know. need enough time to be able to do each step and your yeah. due diligence is a big part of the process and it takes time. It takes time and effort and understanding. But also step one is getting your support crew. Um, Look, every step's important. They're all important. But if you get your step, your support crew lined up early on, you've got them to ask questions around various assumptions that you've been making all along the path that actually will help you. And in many cases, I've heard of people saying that because they got better advice early on and we teach you how to choose that support crew, what questions to ask them, and then because they do that, they end up buying faster. 
They get mm. by quicker because they think, oh, I thought I had to do this, 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 and this, and I didn't. So how valuable is that? And some people can actually get into the market quicker because they didn't realise that they didn't have to necessarily have a certain amount of money yeah. plus a certain amount of money by talking to somebody who can really give them the right advice based on their unique circumstances. Sometimes they have found that they can get into the market quicker but still at the same price point. So it's it's actually about, as you say, it's about having those conversations with people who can dig and delve into your unique situation and come up with options. So options that you can then make really well-informed decisions about. No one should ever tell you what to do. That's not what this is about. This is about you being armed with all the information that you need to be able to question whether you should be doing yeah. something, whether it suits you or not. Um, are there any other options? You know, really being able to push back a little bit and be in a bit more control of what you need, but asking the right questions, the right people. We've even had some people do the course and then go and hire a buyer's agent. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, they would get a much better buyer's agent by knowing what they know yeah. because they'd be able to quiz those buyer's agents. Unfortunately, there's a lot of buyer's agents out there that don't have a lot of experience. After doing this course, I guarantee you will know more than some of those buyer's agents. So you'd never hire one of them because you would be thinking, hang on a minute, this person doesn't know what I know. So in terms of just giving you the ability to make better decisions on all of your advisors, that's where the, that's one of the beauties of this course. Well said. Like we keep oh, saying, this is a process. <laughs> <laughs> By following the process and knowing what to do at every turn, plus having a sounding board, that's us, you'll enjoy the journey a hell of a lot more than if you take it on your own or you go down all sorts of different paths because of the advice advice being in inverted commas that you're getting from well-meaning people so i hope that you are binging those 10 episodes plus this one of course is pointing you to those 10 so it's 11 episodes i reckon if you do it one and a quarter time you don't want to do it too fast because we both do speak quite quickly <laughs> um i don't know you should better knock it over in about what about six hours or something yeah, it's not between long. half an hour and 45 minutes each like they're do not a run. we're not Go talking about an hour and a half an episode here you know <laughs> get in there <laughs> and you'll be in a much better position to have conversations at barbecues as well let me tell you that is an empowering position to be in when you can when you can talk facts and information and and have reliable you know guidance for other people who aren't as informed as you are that please share this podcast if you think that it would help someone who's in a similar situation to you in this episode, we've covered a very small part of our 10-step online course for first-time buyers. If you would like to learn more about the process and how to buy without making a mistake, then head over to our website, www.homebuyeracademy.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And if you like what you've heard today, please give us an iTunes review. Five stars would be wonderful. It will help others find us as well. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found this really useful. And if you have, please share the love with others who you know are in the same boat. We'll be back next week with some more priceless stuff.